0: So privileged to have evangel. I met him in Preston, him before I I got there, and he was one of the other evangelists there. And uh, the evangelists used to bond like. Bondage bond. In, when we had to set up the tent, would you agree? <laughs> we and uh, so we got to know each other quite well then, and I was very excited. We invited him to come not only for us but for our outreach churches as well. And so he's going to be around for quite a while here in Rochester. He has been to the uh, to upstate New York. He did preach in Syracuse. A long time ago when we had a church there and uh, but he's he's excited to be back and we're going to be very blessed with him and so let's give him a nice rochester welcome evangelist blanco romans chapter one before i begin i just want to let you know a little bit about myself Uh, i got saved in may of 1975 i was uh, 14 years old i'm 62 now uh my friend from school invited me to his church it was a wednesday night he invited me because i was going through a hard time my dad had just been killed uh, there's nine in our family three were already gone out of the house by this time i'm the oldest my dad had just gotten killed and i was going through a hard time with that and so he invites me to his church i would never gone to any church it was a wednesday night and uh as the pastors as the preachers preaching i went like this to my friend did did you tell the pastor about my life no why is he preaching about me no no no, the man's just preaching well why is he looking at me no no he's looking at all of us yeah but it seems like he's only looking at me no 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 just hold on when the preacher made the invitation about who wants to give your life to jesus christ i'm telling you my hand went up changed my life changed my life And uh, I've been now an uh, an evangelist uh, for 13 years. I've pastored four times. My first pastorate was in 1990. I have one child. uh, He's in the Tempe, Arizona church, Pastor Mark Olson. He just got announced. They just had their conference. They just finished. He just got announced to be the uh, next uh, concert director. And so he and his wife are very excited They want to go pastor one day. I remember years back, he would always write to me. He says, Dad, I want to be just like you. I go, what's he talking about (laughs) now? He wants to be a preacher. (laughs) And so we're so proud of our son. But uh, anyways, so this morning and this entire week, I want you to be ready for miracles. Everywhere I'm going, God is moving in miracles. Physical miracles, mental miracles, emotional miracles, financial miracles. How many could use financial miracle? Okay, five of us. All right. Very very good. (laughs) Be ready for it, folks. God's doing it everywhere I'm going. Why not here? Why not here? I want you to believe for it. I want you to believe for it. In fact, right now, let's just bow our, our, our heads, let's close our eyes. Father, I come against all doubt and unbelief. I also come against all witchcraft, evil speaking, against this church, against this body of believers, pastor or anybody else. Father, we bind these things, but especially doubt and unbelief. God, let us see your hand at work throughout this entire week and this morning. Father, I'm asking you to have right of way in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in the book of John sixteen twenty three, it says this. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask uh, uh, in my name, he, I will he will give to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I want us to switch that to I asked and I received. Amen? You can ask, and you can receive. I asked, and I received. That's what I want you to say throughout these days. God, I asked for a miracle. I believe I'm going to receive a miracle. I want you to have that expectation, beloved, because listen, my God is ready to do it. Paul was a man of faith, and in the text we're going to read, Romans chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. He's going to use his faith to help the church in Rome, the church he's writing to, to move forward, and he uses it to encourage and to strengthen the church. My friends, I'm here to tell you that faith brings breakthroughs. How many could use a breakthrough right now? Some of you. That's what God did through this message, through this letter that Paul wrote to the Romans there in Rome, to the church there. And that's I'm going to use the same thing Paul used. So let's go to our text. I want to entitle this message, Faith which produces breakthroughs. Faith which produces breakthroughs. Romans chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Another translation reads like this, I long to visit you that I can impart to you the faith that will help your church grow strong in the Lord. Then too i need your help for i want not only to share my faith with you but to be encouraged by yours each of us will be a blessing to the other let's look first of all at faith which encourages guys i don't know if you know this uh the way the congregation can encourage the preacher whether it's your pastor or myself or anyone who stands behind the sacred pulpit The way you guys encourage us, here it is. Come to church! There you go. Why? Because listen, I'd rather preach to people than empty chairs. You know, faith comes from faithfulness. You just being faithful to come to church encourages me and encourages your pastor. So Paul uses faith to encourage Paul understood what faith can do. Faith can inspire. Listen, my friend. You can have a faith that truly trusts God and a faith that stirs the hearts of other people. What a lesson we have in our text that is that our faith is used by God to strengthen and encourage others in their need. That's why, my friend, it's vital and crucial that you and I, we stand in faith because that's how we grow and that's how we mature. In chapter 1, verse 8 of Romans, first he says, "First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world." Look how he's encouraging the Roman church. He says, "Guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but your guys faith, your guys faith is it, it, it's going all over the world. Everyone's talking about your guys faith." Wow. Could you imagine when they read that letter to the whole? Hey, folks, Paul says that our faith is going all over the world. Wow. Folks, that it would be said about your church, about the Rochester church right here, that your faith is going throughout the fellowship. It's going throughout the whole world. Hey, guys, have you guys seen the the faith in the Rochester church? Yeah, dude, Oh, man, things are happening over there. Why? Because of your faith your faith it can be spoken of throughout the whole world and that's what paul uses to encourage them. it's interesting that in luke chapter 18 verse 8 look what it says when the son of man comes that's jesus i mean he's coming soon folks jesus is coming get ready get your hearts right when the son of man comes will he really find faith on the earth he could have said anything but what's he still looking for he is still looking for faith he's still looking for faith and remember faith is found in the word faithfulness faithful can you still be faithful to come to god's house can you still be found faithful just to read your word and stick to the stuff i'm talking about the gospel Will he really find faith on earth? Guys, let me share this. Husbands, your faith can encourage your wife's faith. Wife, your faith can encourage your husband's faith. Parents, your faith can encourage your kids' faith. Hey, kids, teenagers, your faith can encourage your parents' faith. True story. I'm preaching in Arizona young man 12 years old he's not writing much notes but he took note on this i mentioned three little phrases that i use often i was using the context of healing i says listen if god says he can heal you he can heal you you need to believe it and then just say that settles it so the three little phrases went like this if god said it i believe it that settles it he wrote that down. He showed me the little paper afterwards. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Three little phrases. He just wrote them down. Okay, I finished revival in that church and I had left. About two months later, I found out this young boy, Marcos, got ill, bad. His parents took him to the hospital. And the doctors pulled the parents aside to another room. They didn't want little Marcos to hear. This is, it's very severe. It's bad. The parents like, what? It's not looking good. They're weeping. And they're going back into the room where their boy is. And, you know, before they went in the room, they're wiping their tears, you know. But he's 12 years old. When they walked in, he could tell, Mom, Dad what's going on oh nothing son nothing you guys were crying oh no 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 he's 12 years old he can he, he can tell but you know what he brought with him to that hospital he brought that little note and he had he had taped it on the wall next to him if God said it I believe it that settles it he told mom and dad mom dad look if God said it if God says that I can be healed Next phrase, I believe it, mom. I believe it. Third phrase, it's settled. It's already settled here. His faith encourages parents' faith. His dad goes, Wow. Yes, son, let's pray. Father, I pray for my son God, cause a miracle to happen. Let this thing be turned around. Two days later, he's out of the hospital, totally healed. Totally healed. (laughs) Folks, I'm telling you, this is real but his faith encourages parents faith there's another little girl 11 years old north carolina her mom brings her up i'm praying for the sick she brings her up she's not sick but she has warts how many have ever had warts before okay you don't have to lift up your hand it's okay so she's had them you know in several places in her arms and hands and she would always be like this you know she don't want to i show them at school you know how kids are my right? any little defect oh man they're on it right and she goes i'm tired of this so when i saw that i i, re, I was reminded of a pastor's boy he was five years old just in kindergarten he's already going kindergarten five six years old and his little boy he had brought his little boy and he would always be going like this to putting his hands in his pockets his dad says son take your hands out let the pastor see and he shows me he had warts all over and the kids are making fun of him prayed for him and the next night when they came to revival next night totally healed i shared that little story with her i said do you believe that god can do that with you she goes yes i believe it i believe it yeah yeah 11 years old prayed for her the next night her mom and her came running to me as soon as they came from to church. Whoa, they come. Show, show them, show them. She's all, oh, look, they're gone, they're gone. They were all gone, folks. Listen, the the faith of that five liter uh, five liter year old boy that I shared with her encouraged her faith, and she got healed someone said faith is the daring of the soul to go farther than it can see what's that faith is the daring of the soul to go farther than it can see someone said take the first step in faith you don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step okay now what just keep believing take the next step oh, okay Now, no take the next one and now one more now there. <laughs> just keep just keep believing it's faith is your trust in god faith is obedience to god see if paul had a, a measure of faith that he wanted to impart to them but he also recognized that he needed that faith to be encouraging as well late uh, our late pastor wayman mitchell who started this fellowship every time he would preach he would always encourage him just by his preaching but then there was some time where he would always use a phrase anything i do you can do during that time i'd come back for redirection there to prescott so my wife and were there my wife and i were there for about six years under his leadership i said to myself god if you ever send me out to the to the harvest field again i'm gonna put a big old sign in the church man prayer for the sick every service now i when when i had pastored before that uh, i didn't really pray for the sick that much i was not that um just i, I didn't feel confident but after being under his ministry, just hearing that all the time and watching him, man, that encouraged my faith so much. So guess what? He sends us out again. I go, yeah. The church building where I was, I got a big old banner about three foot wide, as long as the building was. It wasn't as long as this one, you know, but it was long. But it said, Pray for the, prayer for the sick every service there was a lady that was uh that, that was uh behind uh, that lived behind our church and that brings me to let me let me just add brings us to my second point faith that grows faith that grows is this romans 10 17 so then faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god someone said preaching if if heard attentively faith will be produced so anyway, so I'm there. I have that sign. This lady says, uh, and only knows is because she called me. She said she lives behind the church, and, and, and one of the we're on one of the main streets there in Arizona in, in Tucson. And she said every time she would drive by, she'd read the sign: "Prayer for the Sick." Every service, all oh, I need to stop one day. I need to stop one day. Finally, she got enough courage, she pulled into the parking lot. She got my number off the door there, and she called me. She goes, is this the pastor? Yes, yes. Hi, uh, I I live behind your church, and every day, every day, I, I, I drive by, and I see your sign. Prayer for the sick. Every service. Sir, I'm sick. Oh, what's wrong with you? I don't know my tummy. Doctors can't figure it out. I just have a tremendous pain. I need prayer. Will you pray for me? Absolutely. I says, but listen, I need you to come to church. And then I don't pray for the sick until until after the message. She goes, I'm Catholic. Oh, it's okay. You can come. She comes. That morning, our usher sat her right in the front row. her right there begin to preach you know when she came in she came in like this you could i mean you could tell she was in pain sat her right there i'm preaching making an altar call guess who lifted up her hand for salvation she got saved I made an altar call for those who wanted prayer for, for uh, pain or sickness or what have you, her and three others, four. I started with her. She's up in front. She's like this. And the lady who took pictures for her church, she was right there. She goes, click. Good job. That's all. So cool. You know, this is all. So prayed for her. And folks instantly... She was she says, Where's the pain? She goes, I'm healed. And the lady took another oh, good job. We had the before and after in the back right there for a year. I mean it encouraged everyone. What's that? The before and after. Her faith encouraged the other three, all four got healed that morning. I'm telling you, folks, faith is something about it. it. It encourages. Listen, folks, we're all gonna have trials and difficulties, but you know what? That's how our faith grows. You gotta have some trials, you gotta test that your faith. And, 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 and the more the trial, the whatever, the more you go say, God, I gotta tr- God help me. Because I mean, know sometimes all we can do is just trust God. It's all we can do but guys speaking about faith how many know that we we got to be honest about our faith right we got to be honest about our faith here's the story i'm going to read you and found in mark chapter 9 verse 19 through 24 it's in the living translation so this father he had brought his boy who was uh was uh, uh had epileptic seizures and what have you and He had brought him to his disciples, and they couldn't do anything, so he's desperate. He's a dad. He's dead. He don't want to see his boy like this anymore. He brings him to Jesus. Jesus says in verse 19, the Living Bible Translation, Jesus said to his disciples, Oh, what tiny faith you have. How much longer must I be with you until you believe? How much longer must I be patient with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but when he saw Jesus, that's the demon, the demon convulsed the child horribly. And he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. How long has he been this way? Jesus asked the father, and he replied, since he was very small. And the demon often makes him fall into the fire or into the water to kill him. Dad says to Jesus, oh, have mercy on us and do something if you can do something if you can if I can Jesus answered anything is possible if you have faith anything is possible if you have faith look what he says verse 24 the father instantly replied I do have faith oh help me to have more help me to have more another translation says I do believe but Help me to overcome my unbelief. How many know sometimes unbelief comes to us? I, I, I do have faith, but uh, help me to overcome my unbelief. Another one says, I believe. Help me with my doubts. Help me with my doubts. One more says, I have faith. Make my feeble faith stronger. He's being honest about his faith. It's just being honest jesus knew but he wanted to hear it from him and listen god honored that jesus honored that and he totally healed his boy i remember when i was the i was the first spanish pastor there in prescott and this one spanish couple would invited us out to his house after sunday morning service and he was a great cook he loved cooking outside and what have you we're eat, eating carne asada, you know, and what have you, you know, and steak, and, and, uh, so we're inside the house, we're sitting down in the living room, and all of a sudden, boom, he falls to the floor, and he's foaming at the mouth, and he's, I go, whoa, what's that? I tell his wife, what's that? I've never seen that. He go, oh, he, he's, he's epileptic, and he's having epileptic seizure. Wow, I've never seen that before. I just got on my knees and I went right to him and I says, You foul demon, you're gonna loose him right now. He's gonna be free from this time forward. God heal him right now in Jesus' name. He snapped out of it. He doesn't he doesn't come to the church any longer, but I seen him about uh six months ago or so at the Walmart there in our small town of Prescott. And I says, he goes, hey, pastor, hey, brother, how are you? He's a good guy. I say, hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Remember that time I prayed for you for your epileptic seizures? Yeah, yeah. Have you had them? Have you ever had them anymore? No, sir. Since that day, I've never had them. This has been 12 years. No. I've been pastoring, uh, evangelizing 13. I'm sorry, it's like 15 years because i 've not had them since God healed them folks listen we need a faith that grows. how does it grow putting it into action that 's my third point i 'm going to be closing here soon faith in action let 's talk about that what is faith in action it's just you obeying God it, listen if the preacher says uh, i 'm going to be praying for those that have asthma i 'm going to be praying for those that might have back pain shoulder pain tummy pain if that's you if you have that and the preacher says come forward then that means come forward (laughs) that's what that means what does come forward mean it means get up out of your chair and just come forward that's that's all that's all that's all that's all it means just come forward right that's obedience that's action that's faith in action True story. When I was pastoring, I pastored four times, I told you in one of the churches. I told my wife, Listen, uh, i I just want to fast on Tuesdays. Fast all day. Come to church at uh, uh at seven PM, come to church and pray for an hour, eight PM, and then the fast is over, and then I'll have dinner, a light dinner. And I was doing that every Tuesday I said, you know what, I'm gonna open it up to the church, you know. I says, hey, church, this is what I'm doing. It's nothing, uh, uh, you know, uh, mandatory. But if you want to join me, this is what I'm doing. I, you know, the whole church joined in. So they came with me on Tuesday. They're all fasting. We came on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. to come to the church and pray for an hour, just asking God, contending for, for a breakthrough and just believing God for miracles. I wanted to see more and more miracles. Uh, so it's 8 p.m. and I said, okay, guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. We have church on Wednesdays okay guys we'll see you oh no one left everyone's all talking around uh just mingling there and i'm just right here and i'm oh this is good you know folks are sticking around they're just talking this is good and i see a couple over there in the back and the wife goes like this to the husband he's a bit taller than her and she's all going like this she went like this to him "Uh, you go first you go first and then he, he looks towards me and then he looks down at her and he goes i'm a gentleman ladies go first So, and then, and then, then now they start coming this way. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, I mean, they're not that far. I could hear, I, I could hear what he, what she said to him. You know, she's going at this and she's all mad when he said, I'm a gentleman, you go first. So now they come up here, right here at the platform. So I get off and I, and I, and I meet with them here and I say, hi guys, can I pray for you for something or, yeah. And then uh, she's looking around at like this. Now she's turning red. She, her cheeks are turning red and she's looking around so I could tell it's going be something sensitive so she wasn't a very tall woman so I come down to her level I go sis you don't have to say it so loud you know you know, lean in a little bit you don't have to say it loud um, uh, I'm, I'm constipated how many have been constipated before okay you don't have to lift your hand it's okay folks I'm, I'm constipated, yeah, you know, innocently, and I just okay, you know, how, how many days? Seven. How, 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 how many? Seven. <laughs> Sis, you got to, you need to be in the hospital. You need to go to the doctor. I mean, oh, seven day, How many have been one? Okay, you don't have to lift your hand, but how many have been two, three, four, five? Six, but seven to so seven days. That's not good. I go, sis, do you believe that God can heal you tonight? She goes, um, uh, like 80%. Sis, you really need a miracle. Uh, how long? Now she's getting mad at me. Seven When she went like that, I go, Lord, touch her in the name of Jesus tonight, let it be. Tonight, sis. Tonight. Well, the story goes the next day is Wednesday. I'm standing by the door, and they come, and she had a big old grin. I go, What happened, sis? You get your miracle? Yes. (laughs) What happened? Pastor, it's embarrassing. Please tell me what happened. After we left the church, my husband, they live in an apartment complex, and he's putting the the key on the door, you know? And she goes, honey, hurry, I'm getting my miracle, Hurry! hurry. (laughs) That night, that night, she got healed. She got her miracle. Now, I I, got to back up because before they left, husband turns to me and he goes, "Um, I need prayer how many days no it's, it's something else totally different oh okay I go, wow that would have been that would have been crazy if both anyways okay what's your miracle what do you need he he's a maintenance man at a huge apartment complex and and so but he wanted to move they, they were both a great help for the church but they wanted to move closer so he he got a job at another apartment complex but closer into closer to town or closer to church so but they were only paying him half of what he was making. It's been six months have gone by, and he goes, I need a financial miracle. I want you to listen to this. This is a true story. I need a financial miracle, all right, by when? Tomorrow. Oh, really? Do you believe God can do it? Yes, sir. And when he went, yes, sir, I put my hand on him. All right, Lord, according to his faith, let it be. Remember that night, his wifey got healed. Totally healed seven days after... <laughs> Totally healed, Amen. Next morning, he says he goes to work. He punches in at the time the, the time card, you know. And they say, oh, oh, hold on, we want you to sit down. And they says, You know what? Uh, you've been with our company for six months. We've been watching you. You always have all your tools ready. You always have a good attitude. You're, you're never late. Uh, you, we never see you drunk or or on a high or. I, we love the way you work. We decided management has decided to give you a raise they gave him as much as he was making in the other one the very next day the very next day what was faith in action he says by tomorrow i believe god can give it to me that night for his wife i believe god can heal me tonight faith in action listen guys someone said lester summer an old preacher from back in the day he said feed your faith starve your doubts hello someone feed your faith starve your doubts feed your faith mark 9 27 through 30 when jesus departed from there this is mark this is i'm sorry matthew matthew 9 27 through 30 matthew when jesus departed from there two blind men followed him crying and crying out and saying son of david have mercy on us and when he had come into the house the blind men came to him and jesus said to him do you believe that i'm able to do this they said to him look what it says they didn't say if you want to maybe who knows if it's your will do you believe I can do this? Look what they said. Yes, Lord. There was no doubt. There was no if it's your will. There's no, maybe, who knows? I don't know, you know. Who knows? Eh? No doubt at all. Do you believe I can do this? Yes, Lord. What? Yes, Lord. What happens? Then he touched her eyes, saying, According to your faith. Let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. Folks, I know there's people here. You desperately need a miracle. Some of you even like right now. Some of you like yesterday. Hello. (laughs) Listen. Psalm 7 to blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Psalm 77, 14, you are the God who works wonders. That's what my, that's what my God does, folks. And in a little bit right now, you're going to see it. You're going to see the hand of God. But I want to tell you about the greatest miracle. You know what the greatest miracle is? Being born again. Giving your life to Jesus Christ. That's the greatest miracle of all. That's where it all starts. Your faith in Jesus Christ that He really was the Son of Man, the Son of God. That He really walked on this earth over 2,000 years ago. That He really died for your and my sins. That He really went to a cruel, cruel death, the cross. That was meant for the worst of the worst, the worst criminals. He went to the cross for your and my sins. But not only that, He did die. They buried Him. But He rose on the third day. And He's alive, my friend. He's alive right now. He's at the right hand of God. And the greatest miracle is if you'll say, God, I believe that. God, I know who I am. I'm a sinner. I'm born with sin. I am a sinner. And if you'll say, God, I repent... What does repent means? You're going to change the way you've been thinking. You're going to change the way you've been speaking. How many of know we speak more negative than positive? We speak more negative than... How about if you change the way you speak? And then the third one is, we're going to change the way we're living. You're living in sin. You're living with someone who's not married. That's fornication. God says, stop that. If you're doing other things, lying, cheating, that means stop that. You can't change the way you're living. Listen, that's repentance. God, I repent my sin. Listen, my friend, if you'll do that, you'll receive the greatest miracle. So I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for being attentive. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Your faith is crucial right now. Your faith. And I want to pray for the greatest miracle of all, the miracle of salvation. I'm not asking you for church membership. I'm asking you, would you like to give your life to Jesus Christ? The one who went to the cross for you, took your sin, my sin, took it upon himself. He was bruised, he was beaten, he was whipped, he was oh for you and me. And the greatest miracle is for you to say, God, I believe that you died for my sins. And God, I'm tired of living for myself, I'm gonna live for you. God, I need a change. I'm tired the way I am. God, can you turn me into an, another person, a new person? <laughs> That's what Paul says. He can make you into a new creation. A brand new person on the inside. You see, with this miracle of salvation come many benefits. You'll be forgiven of sin. Washed away of sin. So that means you'll be forgiven. Listen, Bible says that you become a brand new person on the inside. Bible says your names are written down the Lamb's book of life. The book of life in heaven so many so many a peace comes over you the Holy Spirit of God now comes and dwells in you so many benefits how many right now I'm not asking you to be a member I'm asking you how many right now say I need that type of relationship I want Jesus to come in my life and change me I need a change how many are tired of sin you see what it does sin ruins lives how many say I'm ready for a change I want to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior that's all I'm asking you to do would you like to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior just lift up your hand I did that same choice that decision in May of 1975 yes I see one honest hand thank you one honest person God bless you yes yes others maybe you're not sure of your salvation you're backslidden one time you were as a young child maybe you had the joy of the Lord yeah there was joy you loved coming to church you loved reading reading your Bible you just but now you're backslidden you've grown cold you've turned your back on God but you're here this morning how many are backslidden you say Ralph I want to rededicate my life lift up your hand God's Spirit is in this place I'm not going to make fun of anyone I'm not going to embarrass you but I want you to receive the greatest miracle salvation you can make heaven your home today How many would like to receive jesus as your lord and savior how many backsliders hands are going up anyone else there's two anyone else anyone else you say brother ralph me too me too it doesn't matter how long you've been coming to church that's not the question are you backslidden are you sure you're saved if you're not lift up your hand let me pray for you yes if you lifted your hand can you stand up for me and, and just come here? Can I pray with you? Come here. Come here. Can I pray with you? Yeah. Praise God. Anyone else, if you want to come right now, you can. Please, this is for you. We do this for you. Jesus died for you are you sure you're saved if you're not you know what my son made this decision when he was nine years old nine he understood at nine how old are you do you understand what sin will do sin sends us to hell God doesn't want to our sin sends us to hell you don't want to go to hell (laughs) you want to make heaven your home does anyone else want to come right now you want to come right now yes come here thank you God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. Right here, son. Anyone else? This is for you, my friend. You're visiting. We're not asking you to join the church. We're just simply asking, would you like to receive Christ? God incarnate. One who came and died for us. You want to make heaven your home one day? Here's where it starts. The Bible says you've got to be born again. Thank you for your honesty. There's honest folks. Anyone else? You're backslidden. This revival's for you. That's why pastor does it. Okay. These that are here, I want you to bow your heads. Close your eyes. You're going to say this prayer out loud with me. Say, dear God in heaven, right now, I need a change. I need you to change me. I'm in sin. But I no longer want to be like that. God, I repent. Which means I'm going to change the way I've been thinking. I'm going to change the way I've been speaking. I'm going to change the way I've been living. Father, I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose from the dead. And you're alive. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Change me change me right now make me a new person in jesus name in jesus name father i thank you for every one of these right now thank you as they're being born again right now their names are written are being written down right now they're being written down in the lamb's book of life in heaven god bless you stay right here folks church the rest of the church would you look at me please the rest of the church can I have you stand, please? Stand. Simple message on faith. But many of you lifted your hand that you needed miracles. And you don't have to tell me what it is. It could be physical. It could be mental. Emotional. Financial. Maybe spiritual. But whatever your miracle is, I want you to come right here. I want you to come to the altar because we're gonna believe right now you're gonna see miracles right now you're gonna see miracles come forward right now remember faith in action what's faith in action if I say come that means you just come that's don't make it difficult it's very simple if you want a miracle and you believe God can give it to you then just come forward that's faith in action there has to be faith in action you know, so many, uh, so many times people wait till after the service. Brother, can you pray for me? I, uh, you mean you didn't come forward? No, why? Oh, I was embarrassed. Don't let embarrassment hold you back from a miracle. When God's moving, listen, there's an atmosphere. There's an atmosphere. God's moving right now. Don't wait to the end. This is right now when God's moving that's when you want to get in it's obedience it's just simple. You, okay God you want me to go forward <laughs> here I am I'm co- I did when I was 14 preachers said, get up and come here okay sure sure if that's gonna change my life <laughs> absolutely if coming forward can give me a miracle yes I'll come forward what else you want me to do just come forward that's all just believe God is that too hard no I believe if you need that miracle God honors your obedience God honors your obedience and because you came forward because you used your obedience to come that's faith in action God honors faith in action my friends God honors faith in action I've seen this so many times God saved in 1975 I've seen a lot of things and this is one of the things that gets people's Miracles just obedience. That's all it is Whatever you're believing for whatever you're believing for I want you to speak right now. Okay, you're gonna bow your head and close your up. Here's what I want you to say God, I believe it. I believe for my miracle I believe it that you can give it to me I can have it I cast all doubt and unbelief. I cast it out. It will not be part of my life. I believe faith. I believe in you. I will trust your word. You are a good father. And you want the best for me. I receive my miracle right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give God praise right now. Give them praise. Thank you, Father. Give them their miracles right now. Give them their miracles. Give them their miracles in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many had pain when you came up and now the pain's gone? How many, the pain just left? The pain just left. What happened, sis? Yeah. You came with pain to the altar. Almost totally gone. Almost totally gone. Go like this. Move it. Bend down a little bit. Tell me. It's going to leave right now. All of it. All of it. Folks, I was... uh, Today's Sunday. Wednesday. I'm in Prescott still. I'm there. Pastor Stephen Cassio was preaching at the end. He says, whoever... Or he says, come up. And then he says, whoever has pain... Just believe, God, you'll get your miracle. I had shoulder pain on and off, on and off, shoulder pain. I came forward. I says, God, you've healed me before of other things. Heal me of this pain right now. He says, right now, folks, give God praise. How many just got healed? I wouldn't let that go. Right here, man, right here. (laughs) What happened, Ralph? I had shoulder pain. Totally gone. Totally gone. Folks, just because I'm a preacher doesn't mean that I can't come up. I came up, I got my healing. How is it now? It's gone. Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? Anyone else? Listen, this entire week, or through Wednesday, anyways, through Wednesday, you will get your miracle. Uh, Just as a show of hands, how many need a financial miracle? Uh, Higher so I can see. uh, Oh, okay, there it is. Okay. All right, all right. Where my son goes, Pastor Mark Olson, church in Tempe, Arizona, about seven or eight receive financial miracles. Pastor Jeff Day, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was just there not too long ago. Two financial miracles. I was just in Amarillo, Texas. One financial miracle. Everywhere I'm going people are getting financial miracles, folks. My son was one of them. My son was one of them financial miracle listen folks this is what god wants to do so whatever your miracle is that you need i want you to ask god i want it this week some of you are going to get it by the end of the sermon you come back tonight you're going to say hey i already got my miracle every time you get your miracle i want you to testify the following night or so if you go home you get your miracle tonight you're going to come and give a praise report yes why because your report encourages the rest. I always have people